Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Magenta Maven, where I had the pleasure of interviewing my first male entertainer, Kirk Da Vinci. Hope you enjoy. Well, I'm here with male entertainer, Kirk Da Vinci. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Where were you like when you were a kid? Um, very like into a lot of stuff. Um, I was always part of uh, basically every single club there was in school. <laughs> um, the drama club, the beta club, the glee club, basically the band, cheer squad, everything that you could possibly be a part of. I was a part of, except for sports. I wasn't a sports person. (laughs) (laughs) And did you um, have any brothers or sisters? I have one younger sister that's two years under me. What about your parents? Were they strict parents when you were a child? I mean, they were parents. And, you know, growing up in a Black parent parental household, (laughs) you you got your rules and you got to enforce it. And, I mean, but as they say, we're doing it because we love you. All right. Yep. That's the same way my parents heard as well. Yeah. And were they strict? I wouldn't necessarily say strict, but they were, uh, they did what they had to do to get their point across, you know, and, you know, the Bible says spare the rise for the child. So I, they did what they had to do as parents to make sure that I had the correct upbringing. When you were in school, were you bullied? I was. I've actually, uh, I've only had one fight in my entire life <laughs> I, I, I was in uh, middle school i believe yeah i was in middle school and a guy tried to take my food off the my lunch plate and that turned into an all-out food fight of the entire <laughs> that would have been with me too when i was in school i'd have i didn't have any thoughts but if somebody would have been messing with my food it would yep, have been all exactly. over with what did you want to be as a child? Um, I honestly wanted to be a doctor or someone in the medical field. Um, but as I got older and started pursuing that or started thinking about that more fully, I decided that it wasn't for me because I'm very queenish and very squimish and I don't like blood and yeah, I don't like needles. I don't like shots. So I'm like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and as a child, did you have any role models? Family members, like my aunt was a doctor. I had a cousin who was a, a nurse, helping uh, So I thought they were all aware that, like, that's what I wanted to do. So they, they were pushing me to do it. But as I actually, I did a training day with my cousin. And that's when I seen all of that. And I was like, okay, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you are a male entertainer. So tell me about. Tell me about the first time doing a male entertainment show. Okay. Well, I, for 10 years, I'm mm-hmm. uh, actually 11 years. So the 10 years as a male entertainer, because actually when I first started entertaining, I did drag for a year. Um, oh, wow. I, I stopped doing that because it was, it took a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of sacrifices. Um, and a f- friend of mine in Chicago was telling me about being a male entertainer and I was like, okay, well, I tried that out. So I tried that out and I made honestly the same exact amount of money, if not more, for doing less, less work. You know, so I was like, okay, let's try this out. So 
that uh, I liked it. It grew with me. People loved me doing it. Yeah, so I just kept it going. So tell me about the first time, your first time on the stage in a pageant. Uh, my very first pageant was for a bar title in Chicago. It's a bar called Jeffrey Pub, and it was Mr. and Mrs. Jeffrey Pub. And I placed dead last in that pack. <laughs> <laughs> like the scores were nowhere compared to everybody else. But I was like, hey, it's my first one. A few of the other people that competed, they were very tenured in the business. Um, but I, the presentation, it was on Christmas time. So presentation was Christmas in red or holidays in red or something like that. I wore like a red sconce hat and some red gloves and a red sweater vest and some uh, black and red pants. And then we had talent. I forget what I, I probably did Luther for talent. <laughs> <laughs> what I like to do. Um, but yeah, that pageant, I placed dead last. It was the scores weren't even close to what the other contestants had. Um, so because of that, I kind of gave up on pageantry. I'm like, I'm just going to be a showboy you know, just perform at the clubs and I perform at pageants and stuff, but I'm not going to compete. But then it was coming up to my 10 year anniversary. And I was like, I need at least one crown. Like, you know, you can't be an entertainer and going on, you've been doing this for 10 plus years and you don't have a crown. So I was like, okay, I'll do one. And everybody kept telling me, all my friends and everybody kept telling me uh, and other pageant people's like, you're going to want to do more. I'm like, nope, I just want my one crown, one title and I'm going to be okay. So I did the one. I won the first one that I did down here, which was Mr. Ocala Pride. And um, after that, it was a great rain. Uh, but and then, of course, I wanted to do more. <laughs> I'm like, hey, this feels good. You know, let me keep it going. Let me keep going. And now, 13 titles later, <laughs> we're here today. So what is your favorite system to compete in? Um, I really like pride systems. Majority of my titles are pride titles. Uh, like I have Mr. Ocala Pride, Mr. Sanford Pride, Mr. Florida Royal Pride of Nations, um, Mr. DeLand Pride, Mr. Tampa Pride, and Mr. Polk Pride. So I said, that's like eight out of the 13 titles are pride titles. And I like pride pageants because they, they reign with a purpose. You know, you, you bring pride and awareness to the community and you're able to do third things within the community um, that could bring the community together. You're able to do the parades. Uh, you're able to create awareness within the community. So I, I really like the pride titles because you, you can make a difference with that. What is your current title that you have? Currently, I am Florida National Showman at Large, Mr. Space Coast Pride Ambassador, Mr. Polk Pride, and Mr. Tampa Pride. Those are my four that I'm reigning in right now. Oh, wow. I'm not sure if the male pageants are the same as the female ones. Do y'all have different categories? We do. It's, it's the same categories as the female. You have your presentation, which is usually some uh, kind of theme. Uh, then you have your talent. And then sports, uh, not sports, wear, uh, evening gown and formal wear. So, you, you know, you wear your tuxedo and things. And then some pageants have question and answer and interview. And what is your favorite category? My favorite category is question and answer and interview. Um, and, and that you honestly used to be my least favorite category, but I like it now because I learned how to do the category with how it works with question and answer. They provide you with a question and you think about it for a little bit and you respond to the question with how, you know, like you're doing an interview, basically. And I've learned that I'm very quick on my feet, you know, being a host. So I'm able to respond quickly 
and effectively. Yeah, that would be one thing that um, I would have difficulty. <laughs> Maybe that other part, but once it comes to the question and answer, they would be there all day waiting for me to answer. Talent <laughs> used to be my favorite category, but uh, talent has got, I, w- I don't want to say easy for me now, but I right. have a winning talent and the talent that I do, I haven't lost talent category any pageant that I've done with this particular talent. So it's kind of like, that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what do you look for in these pageant systems when you go to, I know you said your favorite um, system, but what do you actually look for when you're deciding on which one you want to do? Um, the reputation of the system, like the history, um, the former court, the current court, what they have done for the community, uh, the entry fee, of course, because some of these pageants have an extreme entry fee, but then uh, some have a great payout as well, like the, mm-hmm. uh, your prize package. What is one thing that you wish that you have would have known before you began uh, doing your pageant? That you're going to need two or three, four side hustles. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your, your, your regular job, that pays your regular bills and stuff. But pageantry is a whole nother monster. It's a, um, fortunately, I was able to pick up, like, side hustles and whatever with designing flyers and making mixes and performing at the clubs and hosting and, you know, just doing anything where there can be money made at. You, you will see me there. Uh, because I love pageantry now, and it's it's something that I grew fond of. So I have to put more into it to uh, make it better. Um, do you have any people that have been most influential to you? Uh, very much so. There's one of my mentors in Chicago. His name is Otis Mack. He's a Chicago's heavy diva. He actually gave me my first opportunity to host a night in Chicago. Um, so that got me wet and he gave me some words of encouragement and everything on that. But one thing I always remember he told me was when you're hosting, don't care about what your audience is going to think because you're funny and you're there to make them laugh. So make them laugh. Yes. Cause when laughter just makes everybody get more into it too, I yep. think <laughs> he was like, you, you can talk <laughs> about somebody, uh, you know, as long as you're respectful, but don't think too much on it. And that was my hardest thing with hosting. Like I was like, okay, I don't want to call you a fat ugly bitch and there you be mad ready to kill me but you if you laugh honey we rolling with it <laughs> so i know that you have how did you end up from chicago in or to where you're at now in um, florida um i wanted something completely different like a, a whole 180 outside of chicago um, you know, with the weather, the atmosphere, the community, that I wanted something completely different because I was in Chicago my whole life. For uh, 26 years of my life, I lived in Chicago. So I wanted something completely different. And I was like, what is the exact opposite of Chicago, Illinois? And my sister had just moved down to Orlando, Florida. Well, not just, but she had moved down here uh, to work the Disney College program and they decided to keep her. So they... Uh, so she stayed down here. So I, I came to visit her for a little bit. And then once after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm moving down. And so you been, how long have you been here? Uh, 2013, seven years. Yeah, it'd be seven oh, years wow. in November. Um, I, I came down to visit in May of 2013, like April, no, like March, April of 2013. And then I uh, had to go back to Chicago because my grandmother had got ill 
Um, and then she passed away, and I moved down here in November of 2013. So um, going back to the pageant, what systems have you previously competed in that you would like to conquer? Uh, there's actually one that I'm working on now. It's a North America pageantry system. Um, I, com- I competed last year, and I got second alternate, which is uh, like third place because you know, winner is first place and first alternate, second alternate out of uh, five guys. Um and I want to go back to get that title because I, I know that I learned from my mistakes. I learned what I did, uh, what was incorrect um, and what I can do to make it better. So I'm definitely going back to there. There is going to be in January of 2021. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, I guess with this has probably put a hold on it like everything else yeah. with the COVID going on. Yes. And that's actually with all my reigning titles that I'm in right now. I'm actually going to be holding on to those until 2021. Uh, because they're, they're, none of the systems are having pageants this year. Is there a common myth about the male pageantry that you would want to debunk? Um, that we're here. That, that plain and simple like that. We're here. We're a form of entertainment. Uh, we are, uh, we're here, basically, yeah, just that. And we're, we're not going anywhere. And then being a at-large competitor at that, with the big boys are here too. You know, a lot of times when people think of male entertainers, they think of the body boys and the beautiful boys, um, which I, I love them as well. You know, and I, <laughs> like a good body to chisel and a beautiful <laughs> face as well. But, you know, with the at large male entertainers, you know, we are here as well. We're very entertaining. Um, we have an aesthetic of drag that I, I can say that we use. Uh, when it comes to performing and the attire that we wear and things. Um, but of course, it's not a full drag transformation, but it is an aesthetic of drag. So I've noticed uh, when I've seen you perform that you have these, um, they're like jewel things that go on your ear. What my are ear those? Cuffs. <laughs> ear cuffs. Okay. Everybody I was always on... talking about my ear cuffs. And I, I've, I've learned, and not saying that they're a bad thing, but I've learned that I don't have to wear them all the time now. I used to wear them with every single outfit. Like you see, I have well, it does them. add a, like a while wow to it, you know, yeah. like whenever you come out. I wear them more now, honestly, within the straight community. Uh, when I'm hosting a show or going to an event, they they look for those. Uh, they like wear your ear bubbles. That's what they call it. Wear your ear <laughs> bubbles. I like, yeah, I got them. I got them. You know, but those things are very heavy, so I have I can't wear them for a long period of time. Uh, you know, wearing them, but within the when I'm performing, like with at a club or something, I will wear them depending on the number that I'm doing. Like if I'm doing CeeLo or something like that, or uh, uh, Sylvester or something like that, then I'll wear them. But if I'm doing a Luther Vandross or Barry White or something, I won't wear them for that. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh, that's a good question. And ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say simply live life live your life, love your life, and have individuality. You can't be anybody else but yourself. As long as you continue to believe in you and know that you can make it and that you can be the best you that you can be, you don't have to worry about anything else in the world. And what is something, uh, this is just kind of off the top question, what is something that you don't mind waiting on? I said with anything, um, like the phrase go, if it comes to you quick, it'll leave you quick. So if mm-hmm. it's something that I'm really that I really really want or really have a goal to attain, I don't mind the patience for it, or I don't mind waiting on it so I can know when is my time to get that particular thing, 
or to obtain it, um, then that way I know if because I put in the work to get that and I didn't, I was patient with that, it's not it's going to be with me for a while. I know that you are CEO of Real, Real Entertainment for you. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Certainly. Uh, Real Entertainment for You started in 2012. is an event planning, party promoting, and talent management company. Um, it was real, real big in Chicago. Um, but I haven't, since I've moved down here, I haven't explored as many options that are available for Real Entertainment for You um, because I've been focusing on self, you know, being a little bit selfish. But... <laughs> The now is the time to do it because of everything going on too. So yes, and and that's that's why I brought it back um, and started publishing it, publicizing it more on Facebook with the times that are going on, uh, because we uh, are doing a lot of our digital shows now. Um, I have a whole Da Vinci's Digital Day showcase on Facebook that has over two thousand members. Um, oh wow! With that, and people can come and share their live videos, their performances, and the viewers can tip them digitally of course and it just creates a way for the entertainment factor and the joy factor to continue on even through this pandemic and if someone wanted to get in contact with you in regards to you know being a part of that how where would they do that uh, if they want to be able to you just search either real entertainment for you or search da vinci's digital days on facebook and it'll pop right up or all of my social media is under kirk da vinci um, so if you just search that on any social media platform, you'll be able to find me. That's also my cash app, PayPal, and Venmo as well. <laughs> <laughs> I will put that on there. <laughs> and they can be on, watch you online too, uh, watch you on Facebook when you do your um, shows on there if they wanted to, yes. uh, to see you. So I'm sure during your life that you've experienced some highs and lows, what lessons or lesson do you wish that you would have known earlier in life? To not be afraid of just being me. Um, like, cause as I mentioned earlier, I, I had a fear of just being me. You know, I tried to hide it, hide me being gay, of course, tried to hide me liking guys, especially now recently. Um, I've grown an attraction for trans men. Uh, so I hate that for a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just to, to just unequivocally be me. I wish I had known that from the beginning. Then that way I wouldn't have to fight so many factors or so many demons or whatever to get to this point where I am now. But I'm happy I'm here now. And if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Why we just wait so long to do this? Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, something is different about me that you won't find in a lot of people is that I'm 100% honest. I'm 100% real. Um, I don't false flag. I'm not phony. I'm not going to be one way around you this time. And then uh, another time I'm another way. I, I don't, I don't know how to turn it off and turn it on. I, I can just, just like my name, Kirk, it actually stands for the keeping it real kid. So it's, some that's the name that my best friend gave me a long time ago. He's like, You just always 100, you always real. I'm gonna call you to keep it a real kid. I'm like, Oh, I like that. That's gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with that. And it says, That's just me, you know. And uh, it's sad to say, you can't find that with a lot of people. Uh, because a lot no. of people, you know, they they be one way when they see you around this group of people and then another way when they see you around that group of people. And to me, that's just phony. And a, a phony is lying. 
you're not being yourself. And when you got to lie, then there's no reason for you to be around. What about the Da Vinci part? Da, da you... Vinci came from Leonardo Da Vinci. He's an artist, and I'm an artist, so that's where that came from. Are you in any kind of house, or I don't know if men have that? Yeah. Or <laughs> Great question, <laughs> but not in, in Chicago, um, I was part of many houses, as I did the ballroom scene a lot in Chicago. Um, the the, that, and that's actually where Da Vinci came from. I had the House of Da Vinci in Chicago. We actually branched out from the House of Darion to start our own uh, brand line because, you know, at that time, Beyonce had came out with her clothing line and we didn't want to get oh, sued. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's branch out to something else. She probably took that from y'all. <laughs> probably did. You know, Beyonce take everything from the gays, but hey, I'm not going to work and say I don't want the beehive to attack me. <laughs> but it's uh, down here. I'm the father of the House of Da Vinci. I have four, four sons and one daughter here. Oh, wow. And they're all entertainers except for one of my son. It's not an entertainer. He's not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> So he's an upcoming performer. We'll be looking for him on there. Well, thank you very much for doing this with me. Thank you for uh, having me. It was great. I would like to thank my guests for joining me and letting me interview them. If you have any questions for future entertainers, please leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash the Magenta Maven, M-A-V-A-N. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Magenta Maven. And thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>